All right, welcome everybody to DC Sports Plus episode two. Yeah, yeah, baby. So we're back again. We're going to go ahead and uh, give you some information that we've looked up on some potential free agents for the Washington Commanders. Got to have free agents, man. Got to have free agents. You got yeah. to do a little bit of something. We know we need some positions filled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we both went over it. We decided what two. We only picked two yeah. positions. And as fate would have it, we actually picked four total positions to each. Yes, it worked out beautifully. So how that happened, I have no clue, but All it's good. Of need. Yes, definitely so. So yeah. I think uh, we got that covered for you. And then at the end, we'll get into a little bonus section for you after we go through the free agents. So I'm going to turn it over to my partner, D, and he's going to educate you a little bit. All right, man, I'm going to break this down here. Look, all of us Commander fans, we saw the games this year. We saw how the offensive line looked. Bottom line is poo, this. Poo, poo, poo. <laughs> Bottom line is this. Love Charles Leno, respect Charles Leno. We've seen a drop in his play. Bottom line is, is that he was getting beat way more than he should have. Um, play dropped. I'll get into what it would be, what the ramifications are if we let him go. But first things first, let's upgrade left tackle. Let's okay. upgrade left tackle. Like it just it. so happens uh, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a quarterback to retire not too long ago. And it looks like Tampa Bay's cleaning house and trying to rebuild. Their left tackle, Donovan Smith, has been released. Donovan Smith, 29 years old, will be 30 at the start of the next season. Um, can't say enough about this young man. Second round draft pick out of Penn State in 2015. Um, plays uh, out of his eight seasons, six of them, he played a complete season. Um, you always hear uh, general managers say all the time, the biggest trait by players, their availability, this guy is available. Yes. My brother. Yes. This guy is available. He is a top-tier left tackle. In fact, in 2021, PFF, a well-respected site, um, had him ranked 84.7 in pass grade block. That was good enough to be ranked number two in the league, ladies and gentlemen. Number yeah. two in the league. Yeah. That's not too shabby. No, only one year ago. We don't have the stats for, for this year. Yeah, don't have the stats this year but, yet. But one year ago. One year ago. This dude was rated second in the league. That, that speaks volumes, in yeah. my opinion. Speaks volumes. Pay to man. Pay the man. <laughs> Let's pay this man. Let's okay. pay this man. I mean, the bottom line is that left tackle is a premium position. The yeah. left tackle we have right now was a bargain basement deal we got a couple of years ago. His play has obviously dropped. All you got to do is watch the football games. You see what's happening off the edges. Got to upgrade left tackle. It's arguably, not even arguably, it's a top three position in the league. This gentleman is available. Tampa Bay's rebuilding. They released him. Let's go get this guy. Bottom line is that He's available. He was ranked number two two years ago in pass parade block. Let's go get this guy. Um, did some numbers here. Just kind of looking at what some of the upper echelon left tackles have signed for over the last couple of years. And uh, if you look up some of the numbers here, and I'm getting that right now here. Um, we have on here, uh, looking over a couple. I'm just going to throw some names okay, out. Okay, give, give them the site you're looking at. All right, I'm at uh, uh, Sport Track. Okay. Sport Track, very uh, well reputable site, breaks down the players' contracts, uh, total guaranteed, fully guaranteed, whether they're going to be a free agent again, uh, their ages, uh, average per year. Okay, I'm going to spit out some names too. These are just some of the names of some of the top tier tackles that have signed over the last few years: Trent Williams, uh, 49ers; David Bakatiari, Packers; Laramie Tunsil, Texans; Ronnie Staley, Ravens. I'm just throwing out a few names here. When I go over the top five to seven names as far as contracts go. Uh, the total values range between 60 to 90 million, okay? Their average year, if you go through the top five to seven, 
anywhere from 18 to 23 million per year for okay. the upper echelon tackles. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go to kind of total guaranteed. All right. Total guaranteed ranges anywhere from 42 to 70 million. Okay. Depending on whatever type of contract that respective organization wanted to sign. But bottom line is that's the range. So based on these numbers, what I'm looking at right now, actual top five to seven left tackles in the market value, okay. um, the age of Donovan Smith, you know, a reasonable deal in my opinion. I could see a four-year deal averaging 19, 19 five per okay. year. Um, that's guarantee him 50 million. 50 million? I, okay. I think if you look at what these other left tackles have signed for the last 12 to 24 months and you look at his pedigree, right. okay, the way he played – I think 19 and a half per is reasonable. I think guaranteeing him 50 million based on the average of the total guarantee of the last five to seven left tackles, I think that's right in that wheelhouse. And look, some people are going to say that's a lot of money. Of course it's a lot of money. This is a premium position, ladies and gentlemen. This is left tackle. Got to protect, protect the blind side of your quarterback, especially a young quarterback such as Sam Howe. Right. So that's what I think. Uh, these are the numbers we have. And uh, let's go get them. Let's upgrade that left tackle position. Okay, now what are we doing? I know, I know what you're going to say, but what are we doing with Charles Leno? Okay, glad you said that. Okay, bottom line is this. Charles Leno has given us three solid years. Like I said, play dip this year, looked over his contract. If we were to go ahead and release him, okay, it frees up $12.5 million with about $4.5 dead cap. So again, you're looking at freeing up $8 million in dead cap space to upgrade the position. To me, the juice is worth the squeeze. The juice is worth the squeeze. You are getting rid of a tackle, premium position, whose play has dropped. You are getting an upgraded tackle, who's younger, by the way. Two that, years younger. Yeah, yeah, That yes. needs to be noted. Yeah, true. Two years younger, plays at a higher level, at a premium position. Okay. I, I think I've made my case here. I, I like I think it. I've made my case. What do you I, think? I like it. You I like mean, it? Okay. obviously, what we got with Leno is... Is what you can get. Is what, what you, you can, can expect. Can we always say sometimes you you know you pay for what you get. Yep. Okay. So Charles Leno, we got lucky enough uh, before the 2020 season, I believe yeah, it was. The Bears let him go. The Bears cut him. Yep. Uh, right before training camp, mm-hmm. he came available. Uh, kudos to Ron Rivera mm-hmm. uh, for for signing him. Yep. Uh, I can't even think. I think we talked about it. I think we were looking at Jerron Christian. Yeah. As as the left tackle. Oh, poo that. So yeah, so that would have been a travesty there. Uh, yeah. So so good on him for getting Leno in there. He's done three years with us uh, admirably. Admirably, he just too many big plays given up. If you look at the mm-hmm. the the scoring type of plays that he's given up, he gave up at least three. Yeah, uh, two to the Giants. Yep, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, which yeah. he had how many sacks for the year? About uh, four sacks and two were against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, not like a world it's not beater. Too good, is it? Not too great. No. Uh, not a world beater, but he certainly had uh, Leno's number. Yep, <clears throat> and then a journeyman. With the uh, Lions, Jordan, the, second game of the season. Second game of the season, Harris, I believe, gave up a safety. Gave up a safety. Yep. Um, so again, n- nothing bad to say about Leno. No. This is a business and yep. business move only. I like it upgrading the the uh, left tackle position. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. We said we needed to address line hot and heavy, yeah. and I, and I love it. That's that's the first one you're going to make. Yep. I, got, I got no complaints with that. Love it. Love uh, it. As fate would have it, uh-huh. I had the offensive line. Nice. On nice. mine, what I just went a different position. Let me hear where you're going with, bro. All right. I, I love the right guard from the Ravens, Ben Powers. How can you not love him? 
He's a beast. Yes. The dude is six foot four, three hundred thirty-eight pounds, mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Just a nasty disposition with him. Oh yeah. Uh, he's a mauler. He's not, you know, twinkle toes somewhere, light on his feet per se. Yep. Uh, but he can get to the outside. But that's not what we need him for. We mm-hmm. need him for that inside presence, mm-hmm. and we need him for that pass blocking because his pass blocking is especially good. Because he's powerful, yep. and he's going to anchor better than what we saw from Trey Turner last year. You mean not getting pushed back into the quarterback? Not getting pushed back into the quarterback, <laughs> where the quarterback is 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 chewing on the back of Trey Turner's jersey. There you go. You there know? You go. That's so, it lightly. <laughs> so he was, I can say, he's a fourth-round pick uh, out of Oklahoma, 26 years old. Prime uh, age? Prime age. I prime think age. he comes in. We're not, we're not trying to get old. Nope. Uh, we're trying to get guys that, that can fit the mold and grow with the team and mm-hmm. get better. Uh, this guy could come right in, solidify the right guard position. I know what they're saying, you know, that, oh, maybe they want to move uh, Sam Cosme in the guard. I hate it. Uh, projections are always tricky. Yeah. I don't, projections I don't, are tricky. I don't like it. The, the man played tackle his career. At Sam Cosme yeah. has been a tackle at Texas. Yeah. He's been a tackle other than I don't even know how the hell they were using yeah, last year. They, they were like in one series, out another series. Very confusing. Never seen it before in my life. That's another story for another day. I don't even understand. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, they to me, they don't know what they have in him. No. Nah. You know what you have with Ben Powers. Oh, yeah. It's you have, cut. You have a starting caliber right guard. Yep. Top tier level. Exactly. And what I have, you look at comps for him uh-huh. for what a contract might be. Last year, we all know what happened with Brandon Sheriff. Yep. Two franchise tags back-to-back. Yep. Wanted to be the highest guard ever. Yep. We were going to make him that, but evidently the, the numbers didn't match to what he wanted. Yep. So he ends up signing what basically turns out to be a three-year, $49.5 million contract with $30 million fully guaranteed. And I think that's the number that probably – it hasn't been released, mm-hmm. but I think that's the number that got it. Okay. I don't think it was the total average value because he's, he's still number one at 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. Per year, but I think we weren't willing to go up to thirty million for him, and that's why he ended up leaving. So I'm using him as kind of the comp, uh, as the high. He is number one mm-hmm. as far as guards go. So what I'm looking at as far as uh, for him to come in here, I'm looking at a uh, four year actual contract. But the way the NFL is doing things now, they have these voidable years. Voidable years. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, you can go to, I'm using um, overthecap.com. Yep. They have a nice breakdown of it. And most of them, it'll say voidable years. That means they're extending and prorating the signing bonus over six years mm-hmm. instead of four. Yep. So if I say I want powers on a four-year deal, it means it's looking at a six-year deal to me, four years actually, I'm looking at $44 million with half of that guaranteed at $22 million. I like it. So for, you for get a top tier guard. For a top tier guard, that's the market. he's about he's about the best coming out. You're still, you know, average value. You're still technically only paying um, you know, about eleven million a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets the twenty two million guaranteed. So he comes right in, he's immediate upgrade at right guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's there for at least four years till he's thirty, and then you can address the position after that. That takes care of right guard. Not going to get into left guard right now because mm-hmm. we all know what Norwell looked like and mm-hmm. people want to give um, uh, the point guard. Uh, Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul. They want to give the point guard, Chris Paul, a chance. That's all fine and good. Yeah. Let him go ahead and get some depth. Uh, but I, I'm all for giving this man an opportunity to come in here and upgrade that line. And, and needless to say, bump Trey Turner to the backup role, which he should have had last year. 
I, I don't even know if he's under contract, quite honestly. Uh, I, haven't yeah. even, I haven't even cared enough to look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I want to know is that he's not... He's not on the team anymore, right. or enough. he's at least not on the on the starting lineup. Yes, at right guard. I agree with that completely. <laughs> you got it, brother. You got it. All right. Well, we went ahead and segmented into that. We're going to go ahead and uh, move over to another position of need that the Washington Commanders need. Uh, breaking it down. Let's see. If you look back at the games this past year, obviously offensive line was an issue. Uh, overall, defense did really well, but but. That secondary is awfully thin. I right. don't think anybody would disagree with me. Gave up a lot of big plays, and oh my goodness, if anybody gets hurt, woo boy, we are really thin. Yeah. Got to get depth. Got to upgrade. We've talked about this many times before. This is a passing league. If this is a passing league, you need what? You need corners. You need corners. And what, you don't like Rashad Wild Goose? Uh, not so much. <laughs> I don't know. If I remember, not so much. I, I think we need to definitely upgrade there. Um, I've been looking over this, looking at some of the free agents, and I tell you, um, I'm a big fan of Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy, 25 years old, still entering his prime. I uh, love this kid coming out of Washington four years ago. Yep. Uh, second round pick, high pedigree, good, good hybrid corner, can play cover or man. Uh, five foot ten, hundred and nine. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, five foot eleven. Excuse okay. me, five foot eleven, hundred ninety pounds, physical corner, fluid hips. Um, like I said, up and down rookie year, up and down rookie year. But again, that's going to happen from time to time with rookies. That's why they're rookies. Not everybody solves Garner. Not everybody solves Garner. <laughs> Not, Not everybody even solves Garner. It solves Garner. The, the solves Garner is, is, is the exception he, to the rule. He's the exception to the rule. Thank you very much. And just to break down some numbers for this young man, just two years ago, he had a, again, through PFF, very well respected. Yes. Pro football focus. 90.2 grade in single high coverage. That was good enough to be ranked number one in the league. So let me, re- let me go ahead and reiterate that again. This young man, just two years ago, had a 90.2 grade in single high coverage. That was just two years ago. Now, this year, he got hurt. He had a back issue. Hey, this is football. This is a violent sport. People get hurt. All the reports I've read, everything I looked at, the guy's healthy now. The Cardinals did not franchise tag him. He is a free agent. This guy would bring depth, athleticism. He would bring some good man skills to this secondary that, quite frankly, is very thin. I like this kid. I think he could do very well for us. And, you know, potentially, if you do this, you could kick in Kendall Fuller to the slot, which he traditionally has done better in the slot. Most people would agree with that. Yep. Um, Obviously, if St. Juice could stay healthy, knock on wood, we like what he can do. But, again, that's another reason why you potentially could bring in Byron Murphy because with St. Juice – and his injury concerns, his rookie year, obviously, he had the concussion issues. He had the ankles issue this year. Missed five games off of an ankle. Um, we need a guy that we can count on. We need a guy that's in the prime, that's sort of on an upward trajectory. And this guy, for all accounts, is on that way. Okay. Um, kind of going to break down some numbers, looking over some of the contracts at some of the upper echelon corners that signed the last couple of years. Uh, just to throw out a few names, you know, Jair Alexander, Denzel Ward, Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey. Marshawn Lattimore. These are just a couple of the upper echelon, top-tier corners that have signed big deals over the last year or two. Okay, These guys, um, and again, this is from uh, Over the Cap. Uh, very well-respected, give out good information here. Yeah. Um, if you look at the average of some of the top five to seven corners, just like it went over the top average of the left tackles, we're going to go over the corners here. Top five to seven, average anywhere between 70 to 100 million in total value. That may seem like a lot. Corners a premium position. Right. Got to pay for premium position. Yep. 
Would you agree? Yeah, most definitely. You get like, a, <clears throat> I mean, you said it earlier, and, and, and you hit the nail on the head. You have three yep. positions that are the premium positions. Yep. You know, you have corner. Yep. You have left tackle. Yep. And you have quarterback. Yep. And those three, you're going to pay. Just like an edge rusher. Just like an edge but rusher. But you're going to pay for those positions. Got to pay for it. Got to pay for it. And in also, when we're talking about total value, if you break down the average per year that these upper echelon corners are making, it ranges anywhere from 19 to $21 million average per year. That's average per year now. Okay. Total guaranteed. Okay, I'm talking about the average total guarantee. If you average it between, it ranges anywhere from... 50 to 71 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of go off that average, you know, I'm thinking, and based on what I'm looking at here from these contracts, you, I could see, you know, him looking at a possible four year deal. Let's give him an average value of about 55 to 58 million. And let's average about 18 and 19, 19 million per year. 18 or 19 per year? Yeah. We're, again, some people are going to listen to this and say, damn, that's a lot of money to pay this young man. This guy's 25 years old, okay? The market dictates that a guy that plays at his level gets top-tier corner money. Whether you want to agree with it or not, this is the market. I'm throwing out numbers to you of the top five to seven corners and right. what their average is. Based on that, his total value should range anywhere from 57 to $58 million, somewhere in that wheelhouse. And he should be getting anywhere from... Let's just say eighteen to nineteen million average per year, right? And total guaranteed, I'd say about like I said, about sixty million. Wow, that's what I'm looking at here. Okay. Again, we're in inflation times, man. <laughs> it's inflation times, man. So I you're mean, guaranteeing most of the contract. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, you're, you're going to get him in here. You're going to go ahead and say, yeah, we'll give you this number mm-hmm. at like six. What'd you say, sixty-eight or something like that? Yeah, it's well, the total value. And I'm sorry, you know what? I might have misspoke there. The total value, I apologize. The total value should be somewhere around $80 million for this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, misspoke there. Good catch there. Good okay. catch there, brother. Yeah, about $80 million total value. Okay. Um, and then, again, guarantee him about 58 to $60 million. Okay, Based so four, four years, $80 million, Yeah, that's And what about I'm looking $20 million at. average value. Yeah, sounds about okay, right. okay. Based on what I'm looking at here and the right. numbers from these other players, that's right in the wheelhouse. Right okay, wheelhouse. and you think that dude's ready to make that jump? I think that, look, he's on a high trajectory. Mm-hmm. If you look at what he's done the last couple of years, he's played at a high level. He played at an extremely high level in 2021, had a back issue. The back issue has been resolved. If you, look at the, if you read the reports, you look at everything, no lingering effects from that. Doesn't need surgery. The guy's healthy. Let's go in. Let's bring this guy in there. Let's get an upper echelon corner that's on, like I said, an upward trend, not a downward trend, okay. and get some depth and get some top-tier talent that can cover these receivers because, again, this is a passing league. And this is... Kendall Fuller's last year of his contract, right? Wow, aren't you perceptive? It is. <laughs> so, so, so his yeah. contract, his contract be coming off the books after this season, right? Okay, and how okay. nice would it be to have a young corner to sort of flow right in? That makes me feel a little bit see, better. See, 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 see what GMs and see what front offices need to be doing. Yeah, here? See, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you that that 18 million kind of like stuck in my throat a little bit. Right, right, but, right, right. But, but seeing that you're sitting there saying basically we're going to trade off Kendall Fuller and him. After this season. After this season. After this season. And I can deal with that as long as you either St. Juice comes through Mm -hmm. or you draft another young corner to bring along as well. Because the thing is, is that you're absolutely right. Fuller will be off the books after this year. Okay. Um, By all accounts, everything that I'm looking at, the league is very high on Byron Murphy. Um, With the contracts that these other corners have signed, 
18 million is basically what it is. I, I think that what his demand is going to get, this being a passing league premium position, it, it's going to have to be that. And again, with Kendall Fuller coming off the books, that's the key. Yeah. And that's what makes this sort of work and flow better. Right. In my opinion. And and you look at, you know, we don't know, but the sale hasn't gone through yet. Yeah, sale hasn't As gone of through. now, what is it? This is uh, 1034 on Tuesday, March 7th. Yep. Uh, so the sale hasn't gone through. We're hearing that it sup- should go through soon, yeah. is, the, is always the word. Um, so you don't know who wants to come to Washington. Yeah. You I know, mean, you got most people figure, by most accounts, that Ron Rivera is kind of a lame duck coach. Yeah. Uh, that the new owner is going to come in. Uh, and if he doesn't do it right away, uh, which depending on how long this takes, he probably wouldn't be advised to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, if Ron Rivera doesn't show out this year, that he's mm-hmm. going to be gone. Yeah. So you may have to overpay higher than what other people would to yeah. get them to come yeah. uh, to DC. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just kind of the world we're living in right now. I mean, I just I just threw out to you the top seven corners and. Every one of them is averaging over $18 million per year. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. So now, again, if a couple of them were around 15, 16, maybe you could try to be a little bit more frugal with it. Right. But again, every one of those top five to seven I just mentioned, their average per year is over $18 million. Right. And, and like we said on the other one, uh, you know, a lot of things going to be is the guaranteed the yeah. full guarantee, and that's money. always the big thing with NFL contracts. That's what it's going to be because mm-hmm. it's. We always talk about it's funny money. It's you funny know, money. they have funny money with these contracts because they're not like these other leagues, and they don't do guarantee. Well, most of the time, unless you're Deshaun Watson or Kirk Cousins, right. you don't get fully fully guaranteed contracts. Nah. So the big money is in the fully guaranteed. So if you're willing, just like I said with Sheriff. The thing that probably got Jacksonville him is the fully guaranteed money, that $30 million of that 49.5. And then tacking on those voidable years where this guy's gone and one year you pay, you know, almost $2 million, next year you pay almost $2 million. In the grand scheme of things, at the, with the way the salary cap is now, $2 million is nothing. Oh, no. That's, uh, so you tack, no. you tack that on as voidable years, you can get a lot of stuff worked out. Oh, most definitely. And again... Uh, to reiterate, because I did misspeak a little bit a few minutes ago. Again, total value of these la- of the five to seven top corners ranges between eighty to one hundred million. Okay, that's the average between the top seven. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, the total guarantee ranges anywhere from fifty-five to seventy-one million. Okay, so if we guaranteed him in the upper fifty million range, right, and gave a total value about eighty, that falls in that wheelhouse of right. not. The top two or three, but sort of the average right. of the top six or seven. Right. You yeah. know, if you break it down. Yeah. I mean, Numbers it, don't lie. Yeah. And that, and that would be something. Uh, we obviously need corner help. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's excellent to go ahead and bring that up there. And I'm going to roll with you. All right. <laughs> hey. Lifestyle. All right. So here we go. So now my, my second free agent right. that I'm looking at. Okay. Okay. I feel like this is a position that we can address in free agency mm-hmm. uh, that would be an upgrade mm-hmm. and it would uh, benefit us with the athleticism that this individual has. Okay. All right, I'm looking at linebacker mm-hmm. and the guy I'm looking at is six foot three, 250 pounds, 26 years old, third mm-hmm. round pick in 2019 from NC State. Mm-hmm. He's part of the pack, Wolf Pack. Love it, love it. Jermaine Pratt. Love it. From the Bengals. There you go. My man like is athletic. Mm-hmm. He is fast. Mm-hmm. 
he is somebody that specializes in coverage. Okay. And with us running that Buffalo nickel, mm-hmm. where we have three safeties, or we have a, a linebacker that kind of plays the safety <clears throat> with Jamin Davis in there, and then you add Jermaine Pratt there, they're going to be hard-pressed to have any tight ends and any running backs to really do much running on us whatsoever. I mean, much uh, catching the ball on us whatsoever. All of them are good. That you got the running backs that can come out of the backfield. They kill us a lot of times, but Jamin Davis locked that down last year. Yeah. He, he, if you watch the end of the year against Barkley, you watch the end of the year against Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. he locked them down. So this is another man in that same ilk mm-hmm. that can go ahead and come in here and go ahead and provide that athleticism that we need. Yeah, most uh, definitely. Because what we have, I, Cole Holcomb, fear the mullet, mm-hmm. I get that. I mean, I, he doesn't. He is what he is. He is what he is. He doesn't yeah. excite me. Nah. Uh, he is athletic. Yeah. I do find him out of position a whole bunch of times. Yes. Um, and Jermaine Pratt just wasn't that dude. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's somebody that graded out well. PFF had him graded at 80.6 overall. So he's That's somebody very that can. Very respectable. Yeah, most definitely. He's somebody that'll come right in and he would be able to. Uh, solidify that linebacker core. We can go ahead and elevate Khalid Hudson mm-hmm. uh, to the three behind both of them, even though, you know, because we can't say middle linebacker, outside linebacker. It's really, really not what we do now. Now with it, our defense in that Buffalo nickel hybrid, yeah, you don't really have it in that format. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So what we do is we go ahead and bring in another athletic freak and we go ahead and let him uh, do what he needs to do and, and get on the field and shut down these these passing games from all these other teams. Yeah, because I tell you, over the years, if you're a Washington Commander fan or Redskin fan before they were the Commanders, we saw how we consistently struggled covering running backs and tight ends. It's been like that for years. I think this would be a very smart, practical move, bringing a young linebacker, again, upper trajectory on his upward going into his prime, athletic, can cover, so that running backs and tight ends can't have field days against us. Yeah, most definitely. And well, I'm going to read a part from PFF. We love okay. PFF. We do. Yep. Um, they have a lot of good stuff. Uh, so Pratt had a 90.1 coverage grade. It was the best mark in the NFL. Wow. The best? The best. Which means nobody was better. Nobody was better. Wow. It, him in coverage. He missed just two tackles in coverage and allowed only four explosive receptions. He didn't miss many tackles as a run defender either. He was missing on just 5.9% of his opportunities, and that's after three straight seasons above 10%. So he tightened up his tackling. Nice. Did better angles, got better pursuit angles. He's tightening it up. Uh, last but certainly not least, they write, Pratt also peaked at the right time with his 90.1 overall grade since week eight, the top among linebackers. Wow. So from week eight, pro football focus, PFF, Graded him the top overall linebacker. Wow. Okay. That's, that's not too shabby. And this isn't a guy that a whole bunch of people are talking no, about. No, they're not. He's kind of going under the radar. He's kind of going under the radar. Yeah. Cincinnati's probably not going to re-sign him because they got um, Logan Wilson coming up for a contract. Yep. Uh, they're letting Jesse Bates and Von Bell test free agency. They're going to have a lot of work to do yeah. to, to get pieces in there. I think if you jump on the phone quick with him, I think I'm looking at uh, average value and everything. What I'm looking at, my comp for him mm-hmm. is a Matt Milano type. Okay. Okay. Matt okay. Milano, Buffalo Bills, specializes in pass coverage. Pass That's coverage. what he's there for. He occasionally blitzes, just like Pratt does, yeah. but he's known to be able to cover 
your uh, line, I mean, cover your tight ends and your running backs out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. In 2021, Matt Milano signed a four-year deal, $41.5 million with $20 million guaranteed. Okay. That's 2021. Mm-hmm. So taking a little bit of inflation involved, I'm looking at a four-year $50 million contract mm-hmm. with $25 million fully guaranteed and a 12.5 average value. Sounds about right. So it'd be close. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, you know, that was 2021. This is 2023. Maybe a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, maybe there are some teams that are really high on him like I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the good thing about him is, is he's a linebacker. He's not necessarily a middle. He's not a middle linebacker and he's not a rush linebacker. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's an off the ball linebacker that specializes in pass coverage. Mm-hmm. And those dudes just usually don't get paid a whole bunch of money. Right. Um, That's a good and, point. and I think, but I think you put him and Jamin Davis in that, um, in that defensive lineup at the same time, mm-hmm. your athleticism ha- has gone through the charts. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? And you got to, and look, let's be honest, man. In this day and age, man, every running back is athletic now. Almost every tight end is athletic. You need athletic cover guys that can negate that. Right. And this guy fits in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Bottom line. And again, 26 years old. Yeah, prime of his career. Prime of his career. He's yep. looking for his first big contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, if Milano, who was highly coveted, I remember when he became a free agent. Yeah. I wanted to get him. Yeah. Uh, you know. I remember that. Uh, so he ended up getting that. And again, you could use the voidable years to go up a little bit. Yeah. Make it a six-year deal, actual four-year, and then add in a little bit more signing bonus to get it done. Because at the end of the day, the fully guaranteed money is what's going to float the boat. That's yeah. going to be what they what they're looking for. So I think you put him in there. We don't have to see John Bostic out there Mm-mm. ever again. No. Uh, David Mayo should only see the field. On special teams. In, on special teams. No disrespect to any yeah. of these gentlemen. Yeah. I respect them as NFL players, but the bottom line is that you got to upgrade that position, and that's, you know, that is what it is. Yeah, and, they, and they, they're, they're the perfect linebackers for the 80s. Yeah. Uh, not for 2023. No. Uh, so we upgrade the speed and athleticism of these guys. You can blitz them. You can go ahead and have them cover. They're good against the run as well. Not great, but good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 6'3", 250 is not a small dude. No. You know, no. So, so Pratt has he can hold the size. Up. He can hold up. Yeah, he can hold up. Yeah. I think, you know, we want to get uh, Jamin Davis up mm-hmm. to that weight. If we could get him up to 250, oh, that would yeah. probably be good if he could keep his speed. Yeah. But he's, he's going to be your hammer in the secondary. Mm-hmm. So... I, I like him to go ahead and, and get on board and upgrade that defense. Nah, I think it's very important. And I tell you, over the last 15, 20 minutes, we've been breaking down a couple players here. And notice how they're all positions of need. These players are, they all play a different position. And they, again, they're areas that would upgrade the team. These players are young, which means they're on the upward part. They're, in their, they're kind of into their prime. And this is very important. Again, you can't just build through the draft. You can't just build through free agency. You have to sprinkle in a little bit here, a little bit there. And that's what me and my cousin are talking about right now. We're talking about players that could, could, that could definitely upgrade the team significantly of areas of need to help us be more competitive and really make a run at this and kind of get out of this stuck in the middle, always winning seven games, <laughs> just fighting to be respectable. No, no more of that. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, with that being said, that, that's going to wrap up our free agent talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to hit on one more subject today because it did come down today. Unless you, unless you live somewhere that you don't have power or electricity or anything, I'm sure you've seen it. 
So it's it's uh, Lamar Jackson was yeah. given the non-exclusive franchise tender, non-exclusive and game. it is now open season. Open season. So teams can offer the Ra- offer him a contract, mm-hmm. and he can go sign that contract, and the Ravens have the right to match it, or they get two first round picks. And the history of watching football in off seasons, can you ever remember a player of his level at that position? It's just available for anybody to get an offer sheet to? Can you ever remember it? I, I, I'm 51, and I, since I've been watching football since 80, 80 81, mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. I, I, I've never seen anything like this. This is going to be the talk of the sports world for the next week or two. I'm sure you would think something would get done pretty quickly with free agency starting in about a week. Um, yeah, I'll, bottom line is this. This is, a, this is unbelievable. Um, the Ravens are known to be very savvy, very great organization. There are a couple of ways you can look at this. And there's you can look at it where Baltimore is just outthinking themselves. And maybe they feel like, you know what? Nobody's going to really offer him a deal that we can't match. Or better yet, nobody's going to offer him a fully guaranteed contract. And you know what? Baltimore may be right. But guess what? Baltimore may be wrong. Because let me tell you something. I don't think anybody thought that when the whole Deshaun Watson drama ended, when he finally went to the team that he eventually went to, that he would have signed a fully guaranteed $230 million contract when he just signed a mega contract with the Texans two years prior. And oh, by the way, nobody, and I mean nobody, was reporting or talking about him going to Cleveland, and he went to a place that no one even thought of. So the point of my story, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Baltimore is somewhat gambling. Now, again, it may work out okay for Baltimore. Baltimore may get significant compensation. They may be able to draft one of the upper-tier quarterbacks in this year's draft, possibly. Or they could just say, you know what? Whatever a team signs them to, we'll just match it, and it's all good. But again, it is a gamble, but it is a calculated gamble. It is a calculated gamble. Um, I think it is ridiculous that teams have already supposedly posted stuff about how they're not going to go after this guy. Let me tell you something. The pl- the quarterbacks that signed deals last year with these mega contracts and this guaranteed money, I would take Lamar Jackson over them every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. And this guy has done nothing but be the consummate pro. This guy is self-made. This guy came into the league. Most people thought that he would not be a good NFL player because he was not a pure passer. All he's done in his five years is get better. Now, granted, the last two years he's missed some games with injury. Hey, that's going to happen. It's a violent sport. Calls for some concern, but they weren't major injuries. It's not like he tore something. It's not like he had serious issues where you have to worry about his longevity. Hmm. This guy has been the model citizen. He has, he has put Baltimore relevant again. And just a quick stat for you, when Baltimore has him as the starting quarterback over the last couple of years, they average 28 points a game. That's one of the top points per game in the league. When he is not the starting quarterback for the Ravens, they average 18 points a game. Not to mention the fact that this guy was an MVP two, three years ago. Excuse me. Yeah. This guy is elite. This guy can lead you to the promised land. And I'm sorry, but whatever is going on with what people are putting out, it could be misinformation, Things happen. The bottom line is that if you are a quarterback needy team, 
You should be right now on the phone with Lamar Jackson. And notice how I said Lamar Jackson and not his agent because he doesn't have an agent. <laughs> this guy is his own agent. Yep. This guy is his own agent. So if you want a quarterback, well, let, let's be honest. Quarterback is the most popular and most difficult position in all of team sports. Nobody's going to argue that. This guy is 26 years old. He's one of the top five to seven quarterbacks in the league. He's a playmaker. And you mean to tell me that the teams in this league that need a quarterback wouldn't be glamoring to get him? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like I said, this is, I am just, this is fascinating to me. I can't wait to see how this p- plays out, and I can't wait to see where he goes. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it is unprecedented mm-hmm. uh, that, that this would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody saw the writing on the wall that they were going to use the non-exclusive franchise tag, but they had to actually get to the point where they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that that's done, uh, I think that it, it's open season. Like oh, I said, it's, it's, open, it's season. open season. So, And I'm, I'm in agreement with you that I think it's, it's crazy that teams are sitting there saying, we're not going to try to go after him. Uh, yeah, what are um, you talking about? I mean, this guy is elite. I mean, franchise quarterbacks do not grow on trees. They are hard to find. You don't find them every day. And believe me, we know. We've been looking for a franchise quarterback for 30 years. Some teams look for them and never find them. Look at the New York Jets. The New York Jets have drafted two quarterbacks over the last five years in the top three. (laughs) Think about that. Put that in perspective. When is the last time you have ever heard of a football team invest two top three overall picks within a five-year window both of them didn't pan out. And you could always say, you know, as, as, as much as it hurts to be a Commanders fan, think about that. Yeah, put that, that sick they, in. They, 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 were, they were high enough to draft Sam yep. Darno yep. and Zach Wilson. Yep. And it looks like they're going to miss on both of them. Miss on and, both and of them. And now they're trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And now they're trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to cost more draft capital. Which is going to cost more draft you know? capital. I so, mean, yeah. My God, I mean, this guy immediately makes your team elite. Right. And I'm sorry. You should be... If you are a GM of a team that needs a quarterback, you should be doing everything in your power to make this happen. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to say this, that Mm -hmm. I think when I first heard it, my initial reaction was absolutely not. Yeah. And then kind of what swayed (laughs) me was a tweet uh, from Barstool Nate. Barstool Nate. Love Barstool Nate. Great stuff. Great stuff. stuff Yeah, and I I just follow him, so I don't get any kickback for this. So, but... We love his tweets, everything yeah. that he he, he kind of thinks along our lines, yeah. our, our same thought process. And he said, basically, just to sum up the tweet, yeah. was uh, we've been doing this for 30 years, you know, trying to, you know, see what we can do, do better next year, this, that, and the other. Uh, it says, why not swing for the fences? And when I read that to D, we kind of looked at each other. And we could find a good reason to not swing for the fences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like I said, I'm 51. D's 46. We've lived through the years of of the heyday, what what we would consider our heyday, back in the 80s. When we were just young kids. Yeah, seen seen the Super Bowls, seen the dominance that we had. If you weren't lucky enough to see that, any opportunity you get to go back and see any of those games, watch them. Yeah. uh, Because Joe Gibbs-led team at that time, not Gibbs 2.0, but at that time, it was just a thing of beauty. It was a beautiful thing to watch. So, obviously, if we weren't the team of the decade, which we weren't voted team of the decade, it was the 49ers. But I think they, we would be darn right there, with right there behind them. Right there with them. <clears throat> so, we need a franchise quarterback. Yep. We have been trying to build and build and build. And at some point, you got to sit there and say, what are we building for? Yep. 
Okay, yeah, I understand the money aspect of it. And, and I'm not too entirely sure that we'd be able to pull it off with this front office that we have, quite honestly. Yeah, but point. if there was a way to get Lamar Jackson for two first-round picks and upgrade the line, whether it be through free agency in the draft, he makes you not only an immediate playoff team, mm-hmm. not contender, playoff team, yep. and that makes you... Uh, a contender to get to the NFC Championship game. How many elite quarterbacks are in the NFC? They're all in the AFC. They're all in the AFC. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And then you're taking an elite quarterback from the AFC and putting him on the NFC. And if you consider Aaron Rodgers still elite, he's yeah. getting ready to leave the NFC. Yeah, for all accounts. And go to the AFC, <laughs> right. it seems like. I mean, this is a listen, this is a quarterback-driven league. This is not the days of... Quarterback can throw 16 to 18 touchdowns, run the ball, play good defense. Yes, you got to have good defense. But again, quarterbacks are, are they're just they're, they're the focal point. That's what it's all about. I mean, the two quarterbacks were in the Super Bowl this past year. Two quarterbacks that were MVP candidates, and one of them was the MVP. Right. Okay? Point being, Lamar Jackson would be such an upgrade for us. We, I mean, the bottom line is that I listen to the Grant and Danny show all the time. I love Grant Paulson, love Danny Ruye. Grant says it all the time. You have to attack the offseason. You have to be aggressive. You have to go after players. Be aggressive. Get better. That's the only way it's going to happen. You can't wait for something to come to you. Go get it. The Miami Dolphins, they drafted Jalen Waddle sixth overall a couple years ago. You thought, oh, they're good enough. No, what do they do? They get crazy and give up five draft picks for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill last year was an MVP candidate. Yeah. The guy was amazing. Yes, the Miami Dolphins didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but how much better were the Miami Dolphins having both of those receivers? The point I'm trying to make is you got to be aggressive. Like, like my cousin said, swing for the fences. If you don't get him, you don't get him. But do everything you can to bring this man in. Have him drive 30 miles south. From Baltimore to D.C., he'll still be in the area, man. He ain't going nowhere. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I mean like I said, if, if, if you don't try, yeah. you don't know. Nope. So while it seems outlandish to sit there and say, you know, why Washington? Yeah. But like Eric Bieniemy said, yeah. why not Washington? Why not Washington? You, yeah. put, you put Lamar Jackson with Scary Terry, with Jahan Dotson, with Curtis Samuel, oh, yeah. you upgrade that line so he's not running for his life. He's only running when he wants to. Yep. I mean, that is a scary offense. And you throw in uh, B-Rob and you throw in uh, A.G. Yeah. I mean, you got a potent offense that can battle with all the teams. Yep. And not only that, but definitely the teams in the NFC. Because like like D said, there's, no, there's not that many franchise quarterbacks in the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look. Bottom line is this, about two weeks ago, they were showing some numbers on overall points per game and overall yards per game over the last six or seven years. The Washington Commanders were, I believe it was either 26th or 27th in the league over the last six or seven years. I don't care if you have the 85 Bears. (laughs) You are not, and for those of you who don't know, the Chicago Bears, the 85 Bears are one of the greatest defenses of all time. That's why I said 85 Bears. You need an offense to win in this league. And that's the point. And when you see numbers like that, when you see that Washington was in the bottom echelon of points per game. You need points to score in this league. Yep. And I just said a few minutes ago, Lamar Jackson with Baltimore, when he starts, they average 28 points a game. Yep. Enough said. Enough said. Yep. I've made my piece. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to go ahead and end it right there. Uh, I think Good we, session, my brother. Yeah, I think we Love went it. through a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, and the Lamar Jackson thing, as always, you know, yeah. if you have any feedback on it, we'd love to hear from love you. Love to hear from uh, you. But we definitely, uh, you know, put our opinions out there, and, and we like to defend them mm-hmm. uh, just as much as we love to put them out there. Oh, yeah. So thank everybody for listening. We'll catch you all on the next one. All right. Holla. Uh,